Hey everybody, welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. So today we have yet another Arbon girl talking to another girl in her upline about Arbon, about why she joined Arbon, all that fun stuff. I know I keep doing Arbon girls, but y'all gotta realize it is so much easier for some reason to find content and Instagram videos on Arbon girls than anybody else. I've literally searched hashtags on Instagram for Beachbody, Monet, Monat, like literally no one knows how to pronounce it. I've searched under It Works, I've searched under Amway, and I keep finding videos about Arbon girls. So I ask of you all, if you have any recommendations whatsoever on other videos, please reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess, podcast name, but flip the other way around with an underscore. Or get a hold of me on Instagram at Jess Unfiltered Podcast. Shoot me a message. I'll send you my email if you want to send me a video. So with that, let's play the first part of this video. Good morning, ladies and gents. Haley and I um, are going to come on live this morning and share a little bit about our bond, of course, because we love it. (laughs) Um, Hales, do you want to tell everybody just... How you got started? What you love about Arwa? Sure. Uh, so I joined in 2018, so a couple years ago now. Um, was introduced from Cali and you, I guess. Um, and yeah, Cali was super excited about it. And I was in college, my first year of college. Um, and it was just like something new, something exciting. Um, seemed really cool. So I actually like jumped right in I didn't really hesitate um I started with the 30 days as a client and then loved the products so then Callie asked if I wanted to join the business side of things so um met you guys in the library in <laughs> so funny went over the DA discovered Arbonne uh went over the business and yeah it was super cool so I said why not um and I've been obsessed with it ever since. Um, yeah, the community is amazing. I'm obsessed with all products, so why not sell it if I'm using them every day anyways? Mm-hmm. Totally. What What would you say, Hales, is like your biggest takeaway, like your favorite part about all of it? Definitely the community. Um, yeah. My first year of college, I was also going through you know, a lot with um, changing, like, where I was living. I was living on by, by myself with a new roommate, um, left a bunch of friends, um, stuff like that. Um, so I know the community has done a lot for me personally um, and has really impacted my life in a huge way. Um, just, like, a lot of like-minded people um, who are trying to really uplift you and bring out the best in you and really help you find where you want to go and who you want to be. Um, I've definitely become a completely different person over the couple, last yeah. couple of years. Um, and I absolutely love it because I know that I'm becoming who exactly I want to be um, and have all of you guys to thank for that. I noticed this in just about every single Arbon Girls content somewhere is they always say I love being surrounded by like-minded people and I don't really 
I, I don't personally really understand what that means because I feel like to some extent being surrounded by like-minded people is good, but at the same time, I think that it's important to have people around you who can provide a different perspective on life. I think it's valuable to have people in your circle who can see things at different angles than what you can because we all have blind spots. We all have areas in our life where we can't really understand something or see something the way that somebody else does. And I think it's really important to to fill those gaps with people who we get along with who can see those areas, who can explain things to us differently and help us see a new perspective. I think that's how we as humans become better people by understanding other viewpoints and not necessarily being identical or completely like-minded to our neighbor or to our friend. I think that when a lot of our bond girls use this phrase, oh, I love being surrounded by like-minded people, I think it's a way to sound positive, but in reality, it's not necessarily a good thing because it continues the cult-like behavior when you're only surrounded by people who agree with you. I mean, like they tell you to cut people out of your life who don't support you, who are negative, who don't want you to succeed. They paint people who are anti-MLM as terrible people who are negative and don't want you to be successful. And that's so far from the truth. And if you would just talk to somebody like myself or like anybody probably listening to this podcast or anybody who is anti-MLM, if you would just hear what we have to say, you would probably hopefully feel differently about that and you would see where we're coming from even if you don't necessarily agree with us. And so I've seen this personally. There's a girl that I follow on my personal Instagram who I have known for a very long time who got involved with Arbon. And this is probably a big reason why I don't like Arbon because it got the best of her and she is very, very involved with it. And I think that is probably why I like Arbon the least out of all the MLMs. I mean, other than Amway, Amway's pretty terrible, but I think that I'm most intrigued by Arbon because of what I see her post. And very often I'll see her say things like that. Like, I love Arbon. I love being surrounded by like-minded women. And I just don't, I don't understand why that's necessarily such a great thing. Like, I want to be surrounded by people who can give me different perspectives, who can talk to me about different things. We don't need to agree. We don't need to view things the same way. I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't mind. They can not agree with me on whatever and and as long as they're respectful and they're nice like I have no issue with that I think that obviously if you're being like a bad person and you're like racist or something like that's not what I'm talking about but like if if somebody wants to go into a certain line of work and they think that's a good idea and I'm like eh I don't think that's a good idea and we can both like be respectful about it like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about and so I just, I think that it's like really, I think it's, I think this is part of toxic positivity, right? When you're telling people, oh, you should want to be surrounded by like-minded people, but it's like, in reality, that's kind of dangerous because 
if you're only surrounding yourself by people who you agree with or who agree with you, I mean, you can't have any alternate thoughts or viewpoints introduced. And so you're kind of just like stuck and there's no room for growth. There's no room to like recognize your mistakes. But anyway, I digress. Um, for really bringing out who I really am and who I want to be. I love it! <laughs> uh, it's such a beautiful thing, Hales. Like, I tell you all the time how proud I am of you for leaning in. But, like, you can't help but become a better version of yourself when you're surrounded by like-minded people that are encouraging you to be your true authentic self. Mm-hmm, exactly. Amazing. And just like um, growth, like like you said, you had no idea really what that was, and I had no idea what that was. I felt like now that I look back, like I feel like I was just completely lost and had no, you know, course of direction or like anything. And now I know. This is, should be a massive red flag to anybody listening. It really should be because this is one of the exact makings of a cult right here is when they say things like, oh, I was lost before I found this. I had no idea what I was doing before I found this. I feel like I, like they they act like they've found nirvana. Like this is literally exactly what cults use. Like this exact same phraseology, mentality, whatever you want to call it, is when they act like they are the ones who have the answer and nobody else does but them. Now, it's a little bit different when it comes to religion. I know that sometimes there are religious cults and obviously a lot of your major religions think that they have it right and nobody else does. I think that the difference between a cult and a religion is that a religion will not suppress you from seeking out other information. It will not suppress you from talking to people of other religions. Like, you know, personally, I'm a Christian. I have researched other religions and I have friends who are not Christian. Like, like I don't, that that is not cult-like to me because I'm interacting with people who are not Christians and talking to them and learning about what they learn about. I don't agree with them, obviously, but I mean, I, I think Jesus is the answer. I know he is, but that's what separates me from somebody in a cult is that somebody in a cult will tell you that you only need to be surrounded by like-minded people. You need to ignore everything that says otherwise. You need to only pay attention to them. You need to block out anybody who doesn't agree with you whatsoever because they're not there for you. They don't like you. They don't want you to grow. They don't want you to find happiness. And it's like, that is, that that to me is a big red flag in this video right here is when they're acting like, like this girl just, she found it. She found Nirvana through Arbon. So it's just really painful to hear that because it's like, from the outside looking in, you can recognize this as a huge red flag, but to her, she probably doesn't really see it that way. She probably you know, maybe maybe she does feel like she's found the answer or maybe she doesn't. Maybe she's just faking it to try and get other people to get recruited in hopes that one day she'll find the answer. You know, maybe she's faking it till she makes it to try and bring other people in and 
I just, I think it's disturbing. And I think it's a huge red flag if you're trying to join something and they say things like this and they act like this. I know where I'm going, like even outside of Arbonne, like who, like I want to be and where I want to take my life and just, just huge personal development and like, you know, reading personal development books and podcasts. Like I don't think I'd ever would have done that if I wasn't introduced to that type of stuff through Arbonne. So true. And like, what would you say, Hills? Because I know that there is, you know, there's a lots of people that are like, oh my gosh, this thing is such a scam. It's so annoying. Like, whatever. You know, there's a lot of chatter outside of the community, which we were once outside of the Arbonne community as well. So we were the people that were skeptical and unsure and, you know, really like, what is this? Like, it seems so, you know, weird and maybe far-fetched and rah 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 but like it's really truly not like that at all when you actually open up your mind to like learn again they're implying that if you do not agree with them that you're not open-minded like i know a lot of people who disagree with me on a lot of things whether it's politics religion etc but i'm not gonna say that they're closed-minded because they disagree with me I think that most of the people I'm friends with who don't agree with me, and even the ones who do agree with me, I think we're all open-minded. We have conversations, we engage with each other, and at the end of the day, we might go our separate ways and disagree on things, but we go into the conversation and we're nice and we're respectful to each other and we hear each other, and that that's what being open-minded is, at least in my definition. Being open-minded doesn't mean that you need to agree with me, and that's what this girl is saying. This girl is not open-minded to the anti-MLM community. She's like, oh, I was once there. I, I used to be skeptical. But I think being a part of the anti-MLM community is a little bit different than just being skeptical because somebody in the anti-MLM community community wouldn't like never join an MLM where someone who's skeptical might be talked into it. There's like different tiers to it. You know, you kind of are skeptical and then you do some research and you're like, okay, this is horrible, I'm never joining an MLM, or you're skeptical, you do some research, you get fed pseudoscience and bullcrap from girls who are in MLMs, and then you end up joining one. So there's kind of like two roads that diverge, and they're both opposite of one another. And just because you're skeptical doesn't mean that you're closed-minded. It's just, depending on what information that you learn, you're going to go one way or another. And I just think it's wrong for her to, to say that if you don't want to join an MLM, if you don't think this is legit, then you're closed-minded. It's like, no, you're closed-minded for not, you know, wanting to even listen to somebody like myself who could show you data that backs up why it is a bad financial decision. But instead, they just throw out these phrases like unlimited income potential and it's helped me change my life and I'm helping people, things like that. They read a lot of self-help books. They feel empowered and it's it's just, it's all a facade. It's all a facade. ...more about it and learning how brilliant the opportunity is. So what would your advice be, Hills, for like somebody, like both of us before getting into Arbonne, what would you say to them to... So I do apologize for continually interrupting this, but granted, that's also why I'm running a podcast, right? So one thing that I want you guys to notice or to at least listen to is how this girl is always saying, she's talking to the other person in the video and saying, Hales, Hales, which is short for Haley. 
And I think that's a way to come off very endearing. And you'll see this a lot again with cults where they show you a lot of, it's like they love bomb you up front. And then once you're in it, I don't remember what the second part of it is called, but basically they show you a lot of just hatred and abuse. And I'm not saying that this girl is abusive. I am not saying that she is showing this girl abuse, but that is a common tactic with MLMs and with cults. And especially I've seen it with Beachbody so much, probably more than any other MLM. I've seen it with Beachbody so much. They'll, they'll love bomb you. They'll suck you in. They'll be like, oh girl, I love your hair. You're so beautiful. I want to help you. You're going to succeed. And then once they've already joined, that's when the hatred flows in and they just manipulate, manipulate, manipulate and verbally abuse people in the MLM. And I've seen it on a lot of team calls on YouTube. Anyway, this girl seems like she's coming off very endearing. Hales, Hales, you know, it's, it's a nickname. And it's a way for her to kind of come off as not only relatable, but endearing. So just just listen for it. It kind of it kind of bugs me because to me, it doesn't feel very authentic. I feel like it just comes off kind of fake. You know, words of encouragement. Um, probably just like, you know, we are really skeptical about things like this and we question about it, like ask questions or like question ourselves. Um, and I just really like saying like, you know, keep an open heart and an open mind. Like you really never know what would or what will happen if you just like open your ears and listen instead of, you know, trying to block it out all the time. Um, just being open to learning something new and actually getting more knowledge about it. Um, it goes for anything, like anything we are skeptical about we can just sit down and listen and open our um, minds to it and we it might change your life or change your direction of life. Um, so I just really feel like a lot of people um, hear things about multi-level marketing and say, oh, that's totally not for me. Um, but they really don't know what it can do for them but I don't know I just feel like being open to something that you have been questionable or skeptical about for so long can open new doors and just let it all in yeah and it's not something that has to happen overnight right like I give you so much credit because you've been in Arbonne for almost two years and probably today you're going to earn your first promotion, which is so exciting. And we live in this world now where it's just like instant gratification. Like we need things like right away. And when you're going for success or you want something like bigger, which is not wrong, it's not wrong to want more things in your life. Like that we need to like cut that out because so many people are just like, oh, you should be grateful with what you have. I'm incredibly grateful for what I have in my life, like super grateful every single day. And I want, I, it's okay to dream big. It's okay to want more. So, you know, when we go for things, um, goals, business, fitness, you know, health, relationships, whatever it is, we can get so discouraged when it doesn't happen like that. 
right? And so we quit. We quit on ourselves. We quit on our... This is a really subtle way for them to get people to stay in the MLM who are not doing so well. She uses this example about how this society wants instant gratification and how you just have to stick it out and you have to keep with it. And this is often used for people who are having doubts because again, 99% of people, over 99% are not going to make money or they're gonna lose money. And so chances are you're gonna fall in that 99%. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I just gotta, I gotta stick it out a little bit longer, a little bit longer. That's why they constantly want you to stay on these team calls and these interview sessions or whatever this is, is so that you can be reminded that, oh, it's it's possible. It's possible for you to get to the top. You'll get there one day. Just wait it out. Just wait it out. Just keep hustling. Just work hard. It's like you're never going to get there. You're not. And so, I mean, you you heard it right here. This, this one girl in the video took her two years to get her first promotion. Her very first promotion, it took her two years. And it's just like, that's what they do to try and get you to just stay in it is to continually feed you stuff like this and manipulate you to make you feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm not making money, but it's just, it's just because in the society, like, I just want to be instantly gratified and like, I just need to, I just need to keep hustling and work hard. It's like, no, the, the odds are stacked against you. There's some point in your life where you just have to cut your losses and you need to move on. I mean, that's just point blank. You need to cut your losses and move on. And if you've been in Arbonne for six months, a year, two years, five years, and you're still not making money, cut your losses and move on and spread the word and tell other people not to join it. I mean, that's the best thing I think that you can do is to help spread the word about how predatory that these businesses are. We saw this with Amway a couple episodes back. I talked I talked about Amway. There was somebody who had lost like a hundred and something thousand dollars because they just kept getting told this this lie that if you just keep going to seminars, if you just keep trying, eventually you'll make it. Eventually you will get there. And a hundred thousand dollars later, they never got there. And now they've lost a hundred thousand dollars. But imagine if they'd kept going. It could be 200000 or $300,000. At some point, you just have to stop. We quit on our family. We quit on our dreams. We quit on our future. And so I want to just honor you in this moment right now for never quitting. Like, I have seen you grow so much in the last two years. Like, it just, it makes my heart so happy because just like that smile right there is everything and I see you leaning into your fears and I see you leaning into you know that being open-minded to be like okay give it give it to me what do I need to learn about myself what do I need to overcome to level up my life to be successful to help other people and to be an example that I'm gonna go through the challenges and I'm gonna go through the hard things that I need to learn and overcome so that I can be that next person of my, myself to help other people. And I've seen you do that for the past two years and it is the most beautiful thing. Like, I love it so much. Um, this is why a lot of self-help type of stuff can be very dangerous because you shouldn't encourage people to stay 
in something and to work through the rough stuff and something that isn't healthy for them. Like if you're in a, an abusive relationship, you would not tell somebody, oh, just, just get through the hard parts and just work hard at it and eventually you'll come out of it and it'll be better. It's like, no, if it's not healthy for you to be involved with something, then you shouldn't be involved with it, period. If you're involved with an MLM and you have a 99.6% chance of not making money or losing money, that's a bad investment. You shouldn't be involved with it, no matter how hard you're working. And you should like get out of it. And I think self-help is good in certain situations, especially if the self-help books are written by professionals. If they're written by people who have a background in I don't know, psychology, whatever you need to be a therapist or like a licensed psychologist or therapist. Like if you are somebody who knows what you're talking about and you know how to give healthy self-help advice, that's one thing and that's totally different. But if you're just somebody who's telling people a bunch of just toxic positivity crap and, and getting them to stay in bad relationships or bad situations or bad business investments, like that's that's harmful it it doesn't matter how positive that you're coming across that's just that's harmful for their overall well-being so you shouldn't encourage people to do that and i think that this girl in this video i'm watching that i i mean that i'm playing that y'all are listening to like that's what she's doing is she's implying like you got to just like get through the rough stuff and you got to stick it out it's like no if it's not good for you get out of it don't stay in it leave um So yeah, I think, you know, we live in a world where it's just like people want success right away. So I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit, like your mindset going through the last two years where, you know, within today or tomorrow, you're going to earn your first promotion. Like, what did you tell yourself when you were like, wow, should I just like quit or should I keep going? Yeah. So when I first started, I was like so excited, but I had like no idea what I was doing. Like most of us. I was just like so excited, I didn't know where to start. Um, but of course you guys were there to guide me. Um, but at that stage in my life, I was like, had no confidence in myself. I had no, you know, guidance in my life. I was like, I am young, so I was even more young. Um, first year of college, so, so much going on already. But, um, so it did really, have a setback on me not having you know that self-confidence that um push in myself to start it um i was afraid to post it on social media i was afraid to share it with you know just my friends or my family family um i was scared of everything um i've always been like more quiet and um like more to myself I'm not really like out there um mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff as like I am more now but you know I feel like it was a huge setback not having that self-confidence and um I guess but now with personal development um and like just getting over that and really pushing myself to go outside my comfort zone and do the things I know I want to do and I'm just So this is a really, really long video. It's probably like 25 minutes. I mean, I guess it's not that long, but 
I want I do want to wrap it up. I'm going to do a part two to this where I'm going to play the rest of the video. I'm just going to upload that as a separate podcast either later today or tomorrow. So yeah, check back. I do want to say really quick, I want to clarify on something that I said earlier. So earlier I said, if you're in an abusive relationship or in your, if you're in some kind of bad business deal, you need to get out of it. That was not me by any means saying that it is easy to get out of it. I realize that being in a manipulative or abusive relationship is very, very hard and it can be very, very hard to leave. I think my primary issue is when you have people telling you, oh no, you just need to stay and encouraging you to stay. I think that that is very harmful. So yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. I don't think it's easy to to leave an abusive relationship or a cult or anything like that. I think it can be very difficult and it's very brave to do that. And it's, it's, and it's very hard because a lot of people feel like they have to stick it out and they have to put up with the abuse because they feel like they have no other options. So yeah, I just wanted to make that clarification. I think it's just so, so harmful when you bring in motivational speaking and toxic positivity as a way to try and keep people in those abusive relationships and in those cults. So with that being said, I will put out something on Twitter when I do post my second episode or my part two for this. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to check out that update, my Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess. So follow me. Yeah. Okay. Thanks guys. And I will talk to you in part two.